Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I figured out that people I've been dating fucked someone else by looking on my Instagram sweeps and thinking, did you really just like that foul photo of that foul person? Facebook's a bit like pollution, isn't it? Like, you know it's bad for you, and you don't want to breathe it in, but you don't really have any choice. I mean, I guess you do have kind of a choice. You could move to the country and, I don't know, lose all your family and your friends and your fun behind. That's not really a choice at all, is it? And so you keep on huffing fumes and you keep on scrolling through Facebook. I mean, I know you know all this. We all know this. Social media is bad. It sucks up our initiative, our energy, our emotions. It just leaves us this miserable, empty shell scrolling through Instagram on a Sunday morning when we should be doing the shit we actually need to be doing. A new major study found almost half of millennials worry about the negative effects of social media on their physical and mental health. But we still keep scrolling. We never quit. And so what does that make social media? Is it dependency, an addiction, an illness? And if it is these things, then do we need to be cured from it? Well, yeah. But it's not as simple as that. My name is Sam Wolfson. Today we hear from a meme stalker. But first, a junkie. On a particularly bad day, how many hours do you think you could spend on Instagram? Oh, fuck. Is this at the height of depression and unemployment? Yeah. Oh, horrible amounts. Hours, I don't know. But I would definitely check it every 7 to 14 minutes. Right. If If I'm waiting for a particular thing. Are you addicted to Instagram? Weirdly, at the moment, I don't think I am. But you're going to get it back, even though you know it makes you it makes you less happy to have it. Does it make me less happy to have it? Thing is, I think if I had a bubble butt and I was in Ibiza in 2017, would I want Instagram to show it off to the world? Yeah, Bob's. I think if things are going well in different facets of your life, I'd be fine having Instagram. Having a job and a boyfriend who loves you, yeah, use Instagram to your heart's content. But if you're feeling down on yourself, you, the person you're dating won't commit to you, um, you hate your job, you're in your mid-twenties and living with your parents again, you have been overeating because you're anxious, your gym membership is gathering dust, etc., 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 and you sit on Instagram, you're fucked. Mm. It's, there's no way you're going to be like, yeah, this is spurring me on to change my life. All that's going to happen is you're going to be sitting in Wagamama at 6pm by yourself, <laughs> ordering fit as fuck exercise PDFs, which you've seen on Instagram. 
before and after bodies. Mm. And the problem is you sound like a psycho, obviously, especially if you bring up something in real life, which most people think of as just... It, it's just Instagram, it's just social media. Mm-hmm. But seeing as a great deal of our lives play out on these platforms, I tend to see it as pretty tangential to to our lives. It's not it's not separate, it's, it's part of our reality. And I know from my private messages on Instagram that it's not some fucking, like, clean, good time. So we spoke to this woman, Miss Anonymous, because she's addicted to Instagram. Although I don't think she'd say that she was addicted to Instagram. She probably referred to herself as an expert. She thinks about the stuff that you don't, sort of random accounts following you and who's liking what. She obsesses over it. So I was recently followed and I thought, this is this is weird, what is this? You're going on their profile now? No, we're going on my profile right. because I was followed by Pure Model Management. It's Pure Models Official. This account right. is private. 312 following, six followers, three posts. I thought that's weird. In- for inquiries, contact us at puremodelsofficial.uk. Not a real website. Oh, really? And I think it's somebody, my profile's private, I think it's somebody who's Oh, lurking private profiles by pretending to be a modelling agency. Yeah. Right. So I'm being lurked by someone. If you use Instagram, you'll know it's not actually that easy, like, when you're in the app to find out who's liked what photo or who's following who. So where is she getting all this stuff from? Lurking Instagram, waiting, hovering above the following page, waiting for some evidence of wrongdoing. It's, it's not good, I think. However... I also figured out that people I've been dating fucked someone else by looking on my Instagram sweeps and thinking, did you really just like that foul photo of that foul person? And lo and behold, they, they had sex with them. Repeatedly liking the same girl's photo over and over is basically what points me to who he's having some kind of with. How do you know whose photos he's liking? You can see who's following him and who he's following recently. Right. You go and look at them and you think, oh, this is a 25-year-old hot girl who works in film. Shit. Let me go and see if he's liked these photos. Or it's a rando and I scroll back and see and, oh, if he likes her photos. You mentioned, you know, feelings <coughs> of anxiety, feelings of depression. Do you think that Instagram is more of a cause of those feelings or more of a... Your, your using of Instagram more of a cause of those feelings or more of a symptom of those mm, feelings? It's very interesting. For me personally, I think it's symptomatic of a very obsessive personality type. Extremely so. And, and anxious, obviously. I would say generally, though, I look at, I mean, I sound so old talking like this, but younger people, particularly girls, although I'm sure it affects boys just as much, I think it's causal. That kind of relationship to Instagram is obviously difficult. 
But at least she's in the driving seat. At least she's manipulating it to do her bidding. There are some people for whom social media gets completely out of their control. I mean, you know how it goes, right? You do a stupid thing online and then your mentions just explode. The internet is ripping you to shreds. It lasts about a day. I mean, that's happened to me. But never this bad. It's the story of my life that won't end uh, in some ways. Or, or sometimes it feels like bad reruns. Um, or good reruns. Like, there's so many good things in my life that have appeared because of it. Okay, so this is Chris. He's a writer from New York, and here's his thing. He writes stories for other people, but he sits on park benches, and he does it on an old-fashioned typewriter. I remember very specifically, actually, there was two friends named Alice. Um, they were both named Alice, and I was writing them an Alice in Wonderland story. And um, the photographer, I, I believe she even came up to me and said, I just took a picture of you. And I was like, very cool, because people take pictures on the High Line. It is very photographable. And I never really thought about it. And then she put it on Reddit, and that's where it gained the popularity. I woke up to a flurry of emails and text messages and phone calls to tell me, like, you're on the front page of Reddit. I was not expecting for the picture and the image to be the thing. I mean, the, the comment section was just savage. People just hated me. And the thing was, is the picture, it looks like I'm just an, a crazy person with a typewriter in a park and not necessarily, like, trying to engage with the people there. It's a conspicuous act, which was on purpose. But if you don't see the conspicuous act as having a purpose, it just looks like attention-seeking. And I think that that's what people responded to. But the thing is, is for some reason, the word hipster has this connotation of that conspicuous difference. Like, I'm so unique, and I need to show you how unique I am. I mean, yeah, what's happened to Chris has happened to loads of people. His whole thing was years ago, though, and, I mean, he's telling our producer, Sam, he's totally over it now. I don't even care. <laughs> it's been so long on this now. You know, people hated it. It was all about how I looked and how I presented myself and what they think a, a, a negative connotation of a hipster is. Can you give some examples of things that people said? I really don't want to. No? No. Oh, cool. They're all online, they're all over the place, you can find them somewhere else. That's, that's interesting. So why, why is that? It just doesn't matter to me anymore. Like, if I just like, keep looking at these words that someone posted of, of me that isn't, isn't even taking into account what I was trying to do, it's not even useful. Sure, but if it doesn't matter to you, then I would expect that you would be able to... to to talk through them it's interesting well it's it's I, it's not that i it's not that i can't talk through them it's that i've talked through them ad nauseum and i don't there's no it's it, i mean there's got to be a new angle <laughs> i guess saying it doesn't matter to me isn't exactly correct it's that it matters to me that i i want to celebrate the nice parts of this project and not focus so heavily on the bad part that like is really such a tiny fraction of this whole thing yeah sure no, i get that um i think uh, i mean and and you you'll know and i don't even think it's helpful to other people i don't think i think like 
more and more of this. Like it's, I think the essays out there and that like sort of really encapsulates and it's quoted and that's where, that's where I sort of dealt with it. And, and I feel like that's like the, my most eloquent uh, way of putting it. It sounds, it sounds to me like it kind of still does matter a bit. Well, I mean, you're, I've, I'm just trying to move on from it in this conversation now. So I guess like I bristle at the question that you're asking me because you're actually like another part of the negativity, you know, echo chamber that, that follows the story around by asking about that and highlighting it again. So do you think that uh, the, the story on the High Line had a positive or negative impact on the rest of, of your career? It's been all positive. All right, so what do we know so far? We know that Instagram addiction is not just some stupid thing you read about in magazines. It can actually take over your life. And we know that when social media does turn on you, you never really get over it. But wait a minute. Is social media making everyone ill? Because that's kind of the point we plan to make three stories of addiction and embarrassment and misery but then when we were recording this last one something very unexpected happened about four years ago i worked at this company in central london and then um i left the company and he added me on facebook and instagram i stalked him when he added me on facebook but i feel like everybody stalks everyone when they get like a new friend request right and so he added me i stalked him that was pretty much it for like four years. So this is Shirin. She actually works at Vice and she came to us and was like, look, there's this guy. It didn't really occur to me that it was an issue. Um, and then we were sat around talking about Instagram at work, like in this podcast meeting. And we were talking about like how people use social media. And I basically thought of this guy and thought that it was kind of weird that He's liked all my pictures for like years, but we never speak. And that was like the first time I really thought, like thought meaningfully about it and like why he was doing it. Okay, so now the podcast is implicated in all of this. The things we do for Vice. Well, what I agreed to do was like ask him why he was liking all my pictures, which I did, um, which was actually really fucking embarrassing to do. I didn't really think this through. I didn't think that this was gonna turn into like an incredibly embarrassing like, well, not embarrassing, but quite mortifying episode of my life. Um, anyway, no, I just obviously messaged him on Instagram. Well, actually, specifically, my friend messaged him for me because I found it too cringe, saying, like, why are you liking all my pictures, basically? Okay, so I messaged him and said, hey... So I've noticed you liked a few of my photos. <laughs> We've not really spoken much, so I was wondering why. And then there was like a winky smiley emoji, which I added in because I didn't want it to look like a really aggressive message. And then he sent back like a blushing emoji and said, um, <laughs> uh, probably because I fancied you ever since you were at, insert name of my old company, um, but didn't do anything about it. Oh, this is actually quite big. I don't really want to read this. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have to read this. Shit. <laughs> oh God. Um, and then he said, uh, then he said, then I followed your transition into a vital social commentator for the vice. So they're messaging and catching up, getting to know each other. And they're going to arrange this interview for the podcast. But before that, you know, they just want to see each other first. So they have a bit of a pre-meeting. And then they have another pre-meeting. And then around eight o'clock Friday night, they have another pre-meeting. This conversation makes me want to kill myself. This is so fucking uncomfortable. I hate this. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, look. This maybe is an advantage of social media in that you can be quite lazy and half-assed about fancying someone and just keep them, like, there. And then, like, if one of you ever gets the balls to, like, communicate with someone they can do in future. I guess that's kind of what's happened here. But, yeah, I feel like to a certain extent that's what all of us are doing on social media anyway. Like, if you like someone's pictures, it means that you either want to be friends with them or you think what they're doing is cool or maybe that you fancy them. That's why, like, when you're in a relationship and, like, there's some girl who's, like, liking all your boyfriend's pictures, you get annoyed about it because you know why she's doing it because you do it too. Does that make sense? So have any of you ever, like, hovered over a quit? button on like twitter or facebook or instagram have you ever come really close to just like leaving everything mm, i would say that but i do um disable i've disabled facebook a bunch of times why what what causes you to do that whenever i'm miserable i just get rid of it because yeah. it just doesn't help but you're on all social networks aren't you yeah and i am also the physical embodiment of annoying chatter so <laughs> yeah that is what i do <laughs> what send annoying day. messages yeah well people are trying to do that and i'm on did you say i'm on social media you're on you're on the big three i was gonna say you're which are what <laughs> facebook twitter instagram yes yeah yeah i thought about leaving twitter because it is basically pointless so then why not just leave what, what is yeah it? i know i mean this is the thing it's like it's yeah, very much like it's very to, much like you? i uh you know i can quit drinking whenever i like sort of thing <laughs> i just don't want it because i love drinking every day all the time hannah do you get that does like this sort of stream of facebook or instagram or whatever just make you feel miserable i have a rule of just going on it when i'm at work basically <laughs> so well, as long read as, into that as long as it's on someone else's time <laughs> you're fine about it yeah yeah yeah, basically, that's true. And Siren, you were saying that like messages stop you doing the thing that you want to be doing. Yeah, I feel like it's just incessant. I've, but it, what yeah. is distracting as well from you could be achieving more if you didn't have it. Yeah, like a hundred percent. I don't even know what my potential would be if I didn't have this. So if everyone's saying that it makes them feel anxious, that it's just full of dickheads, and that their lives would be better and more productive if they didn't have social media, then why are we all? on social media okay with so with facebook right yeah that would be the one that i'd most likely get rid of but the thing is that i'm so much of a hermit that that is the only thing that keeps me from like makes me meet up with people because you're you got tabs on stuff you're invited stuff invitations group chats stuff like that if it wasn't for that i would never do anything i would just sit at home and watch stuff i feel like facebook is the most useful one out of yeah. all of them i feel yeah. like uh, like it's it is like you know it's about i feel like originally it was meant to be like keep up why don't you get in touch with someone you haven't seen since school for a good reason and like all this other stuff right but now i now i feel like it's an actual genuine like function in the same way that my phone is in like i've got a phone number people can contact me it's like i feel like it's that 
But with the other two, like Instagram, I mean, Instagram is just voyeurism. It's just like me wanting to know what some plus size model is doing and seeing, <laughs> see how few clothes I can catch her in <laughs> on this uh, horrible uh, website app. When I say catch, I don't mean like in a sort of, you know, <clears throat> looking through the window sort of way. Sometimes they've got good stories, you know, the Instagram stories. But very rarely they're very rarely any good, the Instagram stories. So that's the biggest problem I have with Instagram is that the the stories, the, are, the stories are really bad. Really but I don't shit. want to get Snapchat because I feel like that's for children. And for I don't children. know how it works. <clears throat> I don't know if happier is what I'd be. I'd definitely be more productive and that and all that sort of thing. But I don't know if I'd necessarily be happier. I mean, back in the day, I would like argue with people all the time and some of those arguments got quite heated and not in a in a way that's like you know you're sitting there and you think it's fine like, i've had arguments on twitter that have made me feel like oh my god like what the fuck's going on mm. like really weird and like hot and like prickly and stuff mm. which that doesn't happen anymore but yeah i don't know i don't really want to get rid of it but in many ways i definitely do want to get rid of it so it's it's a, it's a very conflicting subject for me. I mean, if you did replace the word social media with drugs, for example, we would all sound like just massive addicts. Yeah, but but they're not the same thing, are they? No, they're not. But I'm just saying the language that we're all using is the language of addiction. It's like mass addiction. They're easier to quit. What, social media? Yeah, I'd say it's easier to quit Twitter than it is heroin. I recently quit smoking, though, and I think I would have found quitting social media harder than quitting smoking yeah i find days where like my phone's broken or something yeah agony yeah yeah that's true like i smoked for 10 years and i do genuinely think that quitting all social media would have been harder than having to just like stop smoking which i've just done it's making me feel a bit sick this uh (laughs) yeah this conversation uh just like the realization of how much you are actually you know in the thrall of these websites that some some nerd in San Francisco has made in his fucking bedroom. That's the other thing is that they're all just so lame. Like, the stuff on them is yeah, awful. Yeah, they are lame as fuck, yeah. It's like, it would be bad if they were really cool, but we we're like, oh, we just can't give them up. But they're just terrible. Like, everything on there is basically terrible. Instagram is, the, is, to me, the worst one because it makes me actively dislike people that I know personally that I actually like because... Mm like you say, they're sort of performative personalities that they're curating and, and inventing on Instagram are so like, it's like some guy who's like, likes grime and he's like at the Stormzy show and he's doing a video and he's like, God, Stormzy, Stormzy is goals. And I'm like, if I had a fucking gun, you were right in front of me, I'd blow your fucking head off. Hashtag murky, hashtag problem. Well, exactly. Exactly. So Hannah, I'm giving you the last word on this. Is social media just making us sad, but we can't give it up? I want to say no, but probably, yeah. Mm. I feel like that. I feel I'm, sad. Yeah, I feel really sad now. After this. But uh, do you know what will cheer me up? No end. Just a cheeky bit of facey Yeah. <laughs> just having actually, a little scroll. I might have a little look. <laughs> just have a little look now. Something, get a nice little video. Oh, I've got fave. me right up. It was actually quite hard not checking my phone during this conversation. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. In fact, I'm like not even listening to you now because I'm just <laughs> looking at what's been going on. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Hannah Ewans, Joe Bish, Siren Kale, thank you very much for being here.
So have we found a cure for social media? Well, maybe it's not that kind of addiction. I mean, it definitely is an addiction. We know that. We talk about it in that language. And at the beginning, I said it was like pollution, something you couldn't help but breathe in. Maybe that's not quite right. Maybe it's like those sort of good addictions, like being a workaholic or going to the gym too much. You need to temper it, but you don't actually want to be cured. I mean, social media has its upsides. Look at Shirin. She's still going out with that guy, by the way. And even if we did want an antidote to social media addiction, I don't really know what it is. I don't think any of us have found that yet. Yeah, but it's not as simple as that. It's produced by Sam Bonham at Rethink Audio. Thanks again to Bish, Hannah and Shirin. Vice is on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And let's be honest, so are you. Wait. <laughs> I think we should. Didn't weren't there like two things we wanted to do? I forgot. Oh, okay. It was one one thing. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers, and if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.